Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina and Holly. Hello, Holly. Hello. I am welcoming a special co-host for episode eight. Uh, Gannette will be on the next episode, but for this one, this is our third and last in our Ars Baby series, and we are talking about the bringing home an Ars Baby, and I've asked Holly to join us because you have quite the experience with that. Yep, yep. Um, My husband and I met a few years ago um, when my stepdaughter was four. Um, One of the first experiences I had was going to her fifth birthday, and that was uh, fun. Um, Anyway, so then uh, we got married, um, gosh, almost four years ago. Had our first um, hours baby in 2016, my daughter, and then we just welcomed our second hours baby um, in March of 2019. Yeah. So, um, so you, how long were you married, or how long were you being a stepmom without being married? Sure. Um, we were. Let's see. We got together in 2012. We got married. In, we got engaged in 2014, got married in 2015, had a baby in 2016. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. All right. So that's kind of the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, so we, <clears throat> we have our wine in hand. I'm going to move my microphone so I can get a little more comfortable. Um, so we will, so I asked our listeners for some questions to kind of guide us through this episode. Uh, we already kind of have an idea of things that um, we wanted to talk about that we both experienced. We've had many of these conversations over coffee. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first one over wine. Oh, it's so nice over so wine. That's fun. <laughs> um, so I just a couple hours ago on our Instagram asked um, for last minute questions, and the one of the ones we got is kind of a good opener, and that is. Um, when we were ready to have an ours baby. Um, and I think we kind of speak to that in the first two episodes of our series with Gannett speaking about uh, whether or not she feels ready. And then our second episode, Sydney, um, kind of talking about her experience in um, her fertility journey, journey. So, but for us... We can speak to our personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Holly, what was the process like for you when you and your husband were deciding to add a baby to the mix? Um, so we talked about that that was going to be happening for us while we were dating. So before we even got engaged or got married, um, we knew that that was coming. Um, totally honest, we 
what do they say? We removed the goalkeeper. We yeah. took out the goalie. Um, <laughs> uh, like a month before we got married okay. because we figured this is coming and this is what we want. And, um, we are not getting younger and mm-hmm. life is not getting longer. So we right. made that choice right away. Yeah. I feel like time is, is always a consideration. Um, this is, I mean, deciding to have a baby is always a personal choice and, and, and for, you know, personal reasons, whether or not you're a stepmom. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it varies for everyone, but kind of my husband and I were the, the similar. Um, I knew that we wanted to at least be married for a year prior to having a baby. And, uh, I, kind of weighed the, or I considered the age differences between my stepson and mm-hmm. what our baby would be. Cause I wanted them to still have a relationship and not be too old and mm-hmm. not really be able to play together and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I think we were married. We were married for a year and then we took away the goalkeeper <laughs> like six months later and then I think like six months later after that, we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So it, it really came to timing. Which is funny because, so we got married a month, you got married a month after we did. Yep. And your little is almost exactly a year younger yep. than ours. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I remember talking in the hallway like, oh, you're getting married in September. I'm getting married in October. Yeah. Let's talk details. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your caterer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... I don't know. I think, it, again, it's individualized for everyone. I think in Gannett's case, what she spoke about in, in uh, her episode was there's, uh, you know, a lot of chaos going on right now and feeling mm-hmm. unstable, unstable and not wanting to have a stressful pregnancy and wanting it to be a good experience, not having to deal with court dates or mm-hmm. changes in parenting plan or just all of that drama, which I totally understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's, it's always individualized, but I think Sydney, I don't know if she said it on her episode, but maybe it was off air, but she had said at one point, like, there's never a good time. Mm. Well, and I think that you hear that about anybody that's having a baby, whether it's, um, in a step situation or not, like, Mm -hmm. are you really ever going to be fully prepared for a new child? No. Definitely no. not. If, the, if it I'm was still that. not, and I have a exactly. two-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But that was, you mentioned about the birth spacing, like for your stepson and your daughter, wanting them to have a relationship and not be too far apart, and that, or too close together either, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that was a big thing for us, because when we got married, my stepdaughter was, um, you know, seven. Our She was eight by the time our daughter was born. And Mm -hmm. so it was, I don't want her to be too cool. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to not want to have anything to do with her, um, sister and brother. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so how did one of the other questions emotionally preparing ourselves? So just kind of, we can talk about this emotionally preparing ourselves, preparing our stepkids. Like we can just kind of go through this, mm-hmm. um, how we told bio mom, all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how were you emotionally preparing yourself, uh, in regards to getting pregnant and then mm-hmm. throughout your pregnancy? So I think, um, I think I was expecting that, oh, pregnancy is natural and it's, you know, it's going to happen be this beautiful thing and 
um, there's no reason to prepare yourself because what, you know, what's more normal than a woman getting pregnant and having a baby. My hormones were a cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, who do you take those things out on the people you're closest to? Mm-hmm. So I definitely had, um, a couple of good, uh, reality checks around what it would be like, um, to, have to worry about I me. Mean, my my husband's gonna just deal with it, right? Because he's a wonderful person and he knows that that's not me at the core. But my stepdaughter, who um, just you know is younger and ha- had not been exposed to a woman who is pregnant and right. dealing with hormones, like we, our relationship was just a little bit more strained. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a lot of the same patience for her that I had had before. Mm -hmm. My body was changing. Um, I like to stay active and I wasn't unable to, for me, that's a a mental release. So then there was on top of that, like not getting that out. Compiling issues. Totally. Um, so that emotional state of like actually being pregnant and having to be caring for, um, our stepdaughter who we have 50% of the time, um, it didn't always go smoothly, mm-hmm. I would say. Did you find, because in, in my experience, I found myself often like protecting me and my baby mm-hmm. of being like, and, and my husband did this too, where he, was, he didn't want me to have like a stressful pregnancy mm-hmm. for good reason, mm-hmm. but it was like, if my stepson was doing something or if there was something going on or whatever, it was just like, nope. I'm not dealing with this. I'm mm-hmm. creating boundaries. Mm-hmm. This is because anything that I felt was going to like make you stress, make my, make me stress, upset my experience mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, so I think I'm a little bit older than you. And mm-hmm. so when I had my first, it was definitely this, like, keep things stress-free because mm. you're a little older and, you know, all these things. Um, yeah, that played a, a big piece of it. But I also think um, <laughs> my stepdaughter being female was very... You can open the door if you oh. want. <laughs> it's warm in here, it's guys. Hot, we guys. just don't want to be sweating. <laughs> um, it's also the wine. <laughs> <laughs> was very interested in my physical appearance and how that was changing. Mm-hmm. And that was really awkward for me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Like don't <laughs> stare at my belly. I'm not really cool with you touching my belly. Um, and I don't know where that came from because like I would have girlfriends who would say, Oh, can I? And it's totally fine. Right. Um, for some reason there was something in me that was not cool with it. With yeah. yeah. Um, and I know that you have spoken before about your and your stepson's um, relationship and how you feel comfortable or uncomfortable Physically. in your physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of interesting how that yeah. happens. Uh-huh. Um, but that was something that caught me off guard. Like, wait, why, why, why am I, I feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable about this? this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how did you feel? And I can speak to this. Yeah, do it. Um, How did you feel about this being your husband's second experience? Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's kind of like, I mean, we've talked about this a lot in our social media where it's, you've been married before. You've, well, you've been engaged before. You've been married before. You've had a wife before. You've been on honeymoon before. All this stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like second, second, second. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, we're going to create a child together, but oh, wait. 
You've done you've this done, before you've been too. Here. You've done this. Yeah. I, I would be curious to fling that back on you because I think, um, you had a different experience than I did. I, I would be curious. Yeah. Yeah. So in my experience, my husband was never married to baby mama. Um, it was a situation of, Oh, we're dating. Oh, oops. I'm pregnant. What do you want to do about it? And my husband was like, well, I'm not going to marry you. (laughs) Um, smart man on that, (laughs) on that part. Um, but so he, in a lot of ways, emotionally was distraught throughout that experience. So he, he felt like he didn't have a choice in the matter. Uh, it wasn't a situation where he was just going to walk away from because he's not that type of guy. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, he was not completely happy with the situation. Uh, throughout her entire pregnancy, it was really high stress, high conflict. Um, they weren't, I think that there were some parts of it where they weren't even really speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just not a very happy, loving, romantic type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in knowing that, it still bugged me because sure. it, was, it then it came down to, oh, well, what did she do? Where did she have her baby? Where or where did, you know, have him? What, what experience was that like? And it was like, oh, they um, waited to find out if it was a boy or a girl. And when I was pregnant, I was like, no, we're finding, we're finding out. We're mm-hmm. having a full on gender fucking reveal. And it was great. And it was great. You were yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it was like, even though I knew that it wasn't a great experience and that my husband had even told me when we got pregnant and he assured me like, mm-hmm. babe, this experience is completely different. You're there's, this is how it was supposed to be in the big, you know, all those things, all those nice things to assure me that our experience was special. I was still like, cool. I want it to be as fucking blatantly different as possible. If she chose green, I choose something different just because of that. Yeah. And it even got petty enough. And I shameful to say where she had a C-section and I was like, I'm terrified of that. I don't want, because my husband even said how horrific of an experience that was for him and her. I feel bad, um, through her birth, you know, her birth plan went to shit and mm-hmm. her experience, like I feel bad on a sister level, um, that, that sucked for her. But I was like, fuck, I really hope that that's not me. Like, I don't want because that to be a repeat. Want, yes. Yeah. I want a different experience for my husband. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to have to go through that again. Mm-hmm. I don't want his stressor, stressors to become my stressors. Mm-hmm. So when you want to eliminate that room for comparison. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like in our situation, so my husband was married. Um, they were happily married at the time. I think they were very much looking forward to having their daughter. Um, and I think that's made things for me feel a little bit like, um, I don't want to go overboard because I might feel silly about it Mm. or I don't want to make a big deal about it because he may not want to make a big deal about it looking back like that's silly right Mm -hmm. every baby is a big deal Mm -hmm. and every time that you're bringing a new life into the world like that's a big deal but I mean even in in typical family experiences like step aside it's oh it's a second baby well I'm not gonna have a baby shower I'm gonna do a sprinkle or you know like you feel like oh well I've done it before so it's it it makes sense right even then yeah um i think 
I think there was definitely that piece of me was, uh, you've done this before and similar to you, like I want to establish that this is different Mm -hmm. because this is us. And obviously that marriage didn't work out and she wasn't right for you. And PS, she and I are so totally different. Like, Mm -hmm. so this has to be totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, and it had been a long enough time between when he had his first child and and when we were pregnant that I think a lot of it was forgotten. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember having conversations with him when we brought baby home and she was having those like first couple weeks of crying all the time, incessantly, nonstop he He did not do well (laughs) and I was like babe like what did you do when you had your first kid and he's like I'm sure it wasn't this way yeah actually it was like talking to mom Uh it was he's just blocked it all out right so I think um that's nature Mm -hmm. and thank goodness for nature Mm -hmm. um but it definitely was I don't want anything to be the same I mean when we (laughs) I think that's a comparison thing that goes through, it's going to go through our whole marriage and went even as we were getting married, like, okay, so we're getting married. She chose the color purple as her color. There's no way I'm touching that. Uh Right. No purple is coming into this wedding. You wear purple. You are not allowed to come in. Yeah. Right. So anyway, it's, that's over the top, but I do think it, it definitely added a different layer. I think that's a natural, a natural thing. I don't know. And like, even though I didn't marry any of my exes, my husband still doesn't like to think about my past. Mm-mm. And I'm like, really? That's funny because you you're just walking around my house all day asking long. me for snacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah, you can handle that all my exes are in a completely different state and you don't have to run the risk of running into them at the grocery store. Three times a week. Three times a week. Yeah, yeah. that's my issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, so how did we tell bio mom that we were hmm. pregnant? Good question. Mine was very strategic. I don't know about you. Yes. So what'd you guys do? So at the time, my stepson was going to therapy, and the deal was that we would he would have like three or four sessions with his therapist, and then all of his parents would meet without him present Mm -hmm. and talk with the therapist um, about what they're working on and and um, and her thoughts and stuff. Um, And so I had a good relationship with the therapist. Uh, the therapist was very keen on the bio mom situation mm-hmm. and her lack of follow through, what's actually going on in her home, all those sort of things. I remember one great conversation with her where she was like, um, which boyfriend is she on now? <laughs> and I'm like, she knew. Yeah. Yeah. You know that she's a whole bag. Okay, cool. Anyway, so it's nice not to fake it anymore. <laughs> So I felt really comfortable talking to the, to the therapist being like, Hey, so I'm pregnant. Would really like to use one of our sessions as like kind of a mediation, Mm -hmm. a way to present it as, yeah, so this is something that will be changing in his life. I want to talk about it here in a way of preparing and how Mm -hmm. us parents can facilitate this transition for him. Um, and kind of go with it that way when really I just wanted there to be someone else. Pre- I didn't want to do it in an email. Yeah. I did want to just do it her to her face mm-hmm. or, you know, um, I wanted there to be witnesses, witnesses. Yeah. So, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> so she was like, yep, that's totally fine. We can totally do that. So we were in a session and she was like, well, is there anything else, you know? And that was my cue. And I was like, well, we have some news, you know, he's going to be a big brother and blah, blah, blah. And it was so great because 
I mean, we've been in so many like awkward situations with her where I know how she reacts when she feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So she like starts moving around in her seat. The the chair was like like a microfiber fabric, and she started like petting it oh. and like picking at it. Like all of a sudden, the chair became very interesting. <laughs> so she was pretty quiet um, throughout the conversation, and uh, she I remember she asked one question. Um. Oh, I think the the therapist asked, are there any concerns? Like, are there there any other concerns? And she spoke up and said, well, I just don't want him to feel like he's second best. Mm. And that kind of paved the way to my future. Mm -hmm. Hmm. (laughs) So she asked that. And then, so we kind of wrapped it up. And what will always stick in my head is we were walking out. And of course, it's very small little office. We're all parked in the same parking lot. We have to walk out together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I just wanted to say congratulations. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And she goes, I kind of knew. You've been glowing. Hmm. At least she didn't comment on your figure. Or- right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, really, bitch, you don't know. No. This yeah. is just my new product I'm using on my face. Right. It's, it's a face toner. <laughs> I'm not glowing, but yeah. She's like, uh-uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how we told her. And then throughout my pregnancy, whenever she would see me, she would comment on my figure. Oh, you look so cute today. Or, oh, you know, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And I just never felt comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Like, It's unwanted attention. It's unwanted attention and it's not sincere. Like, that's not the relationship that we have. Mm -hmm. So it always felt very fake. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, can this baby just be my baby and Mm -hmm. you not talk about it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can there be one situation where I don't have to be reminded that you exist? That you did it first? Yeah. 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 How did you tell baby mama? Well, so we knew that we were like waiting until the first trimester was over to tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, we picked a weekend. It happened to be Easter weekend. And so we, um, were telling, um, good friends, my parents are, you know, and my, and my brother. And, um, we told our stepdaughter and, um, we knew that she couldn't keep a secret. And mm. so we knew basically as soon as she knew and she went back to mom's house, word would get out. So we texted mom and said, Hey, just so you know, um, our daughter is coming back to your house on, you know, Monday morning. She's got news to share with you. And so in prepping mom a little bit, she may have expected that that was coming, but we really felt like we didn't, we didn't care if mom knew from however mom knew. Um, but we didn't want her to know before our stepdaughter knew Mm. because she's part of the situation Mm. and mom is only, you know, a tertiary part of the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, quick caveat, we have a decent relationship with mom and stepdad. And so we see them on a really regular basis. Uh, We all go to soccer games. We all go to school events. We all get together for dinner before school starts. So it wasn't odd mm-hmm. that we would be texting this kind of stuff back and right. forth. Yeah. Um, it's also wasn't, you know, tumultuous or any kind, there's no animosity there that would have, um, put us at risk for mm-hmm. sharing this information. So I think we got pretty lucky there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was kind of interesting. I was expecting something to come by earlier than this because when we started trying, we did actually broach the conversation with our stepdaughter. Hey, what would you think about mm, having a, having a little brother or mm-hmm. sister? Um, and luckily like it wasn't that 
you know, sitcom terrible situation where they're like, Ooh, never. Like she was super into the idea. Uh So when we eventually told her that we were pregnant, she was ecstatic. Yeah. She was so excited. Um, and, and she was excited to tell mom and then they were excited for us too. That was, that was really like the nice thing about it. Um, did you tell her in a special way? We, yeah, we had, um, because it was Easter weekend, we were dying Easter eggs. And you know, you take that little crayon and you write on Mm. eggs. Um, and so we had put letters on there, like big sister, I think is what we wrote out. And we're like, well, she's old enough. She can figure out like a letter scramble. Also can't figure out a letter scramble at seven and a half. (laughs) (laughs) So it definitely took like us, Hey, have you looked at it this way? Have you, you know, kind of readjusting it Uh for her. And finally she was like, big Easter? I don't get it. And finally, you know, had to uh-huh. spell it out. Walk her to it. Yeah. 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 But she was, she was That's pretty happy. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm trying to remember when we told him, I, I remember the, the gender reveal. We uh-huh. told him that he was getting a sister. What was he thinking about that? <clears throat> oh, I know what we did. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, it was so long ago. Um, I got him, I got him a little a little shirt um, mm-hmm. that said biggest little mm-hmm. um, with a tiny little onesie that said littlest little, mm-hmm. so foreshadowing there. Um, and I gave it to him, and I don't remember. I honestly don't remember how that all happened, but yeah, and he was excited. Yeah, he was excited because he said he wanted a playmate, <laughs> which was great. <laughs> but then when we told him that he was getting sister, so we had our gender reveal, which he wasn't present at. We didn't have them at the time. And my husband and I are kind of in a situation or an understanding where we don't move around our schedule mm-hmm. to accommodate our schedule. Unless it's like really mm-hmm. Must important. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't, it's like our life is our life. If yeah. he's here, he's here. And we will try and accommodate, you know, but we're not going to jump through hoops or play with fire and have to owe her thing. It's mm-hmm. just, it gets too convoluted. So anyways, he wasn't on the baby reveal the gender reveal but we kept balloons pink balloons from the reveal and i put it in a box and then i'm trying to remember if i said this on the last episode if i didn't and you haven't listened you're hearing this again whatever but it was a box with pink balloons in it and at the bottom of the box because i was scared that he was going to freak out and be pissed Mm -hmm. so i did like damage control and i put candy in the box too (laughs) So he opened the box and I, well, first we, you know, taught him, okay, what does pink mean? What does mm-hmm. blue mean? Okay. This is Cause he was how old at this time? Six, five. When I was pregnant, mm-hmm. he was six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I had her, she, he was seven. Okay. <clears throat> um, so yeah, he was six at the time. Uh, so Box open, pink balloons flew up to the ceiling, and he just looked disappointed. And we're like, "What's up, bud?" And he goes, "But I ordered a brother. <laughs> I ordered <laughs> like a from Amazon. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> but then he looked down and saw gummy worms, and he was like, "Sweet gummy worms!" And I'm like, "Score!" Yeah. Who cares if it's a Best sister? Stepmom ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then after that, like he was super. He was really sweet throughout the pregnancy, like rubbing my belly, mm-hmm. wanting to feel her kick. And, mm-hmm. um, I was having to explain. And then at one point I remember we, we got him after a transition and he must've had a conversation with his mom because he came and was like, I was in my mom's tummy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you were. And it was the very first conversation 
that we ever had where he separated that I wasn't because he calls me mom. Right. And he, I've known him since he was just turned three. So he doesn't know anything different. So I, that was a, that was interesting for me. It was kind of like permission to be like, yes, you have that special bond with your mom. Mm -hmm. And then this baby and I are going to have a special bond too. Right. And that to me was like an emotional shift where I was like, because for so long I felt like I had to protect him mm -hmm. and, and, and make him feel like I'm still your mom and that kind right. of thing. And, and sometimes it's like, that's, that's not my place. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be recognized for what I do and, and I want to celebrate this, the relationship that we have, mm -hmm. but I'm also like, I always try and tell bio mom, I'm not trying to be mom. No, I know right. that you are mom. I want you two to have that relationship because I know, oh, especially now with my daughter, like I know what that's like now. Right. And so once he had said that, I was like, yeah, Ben, like, mm -hmm. yeah, you did. You were in your mom's tummy and she did have you. And, but what's interesting about that is that he's never mentioned my husband in the mix. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's like, you're my mom. You're my mom. I don't know where my dad fits into this. <laughs> so Maybe that'll come when he's These like These magic babies just 13, show up. right? Yeah. Stork just dropped you off. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to ask you. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> oh, so, but you guys had what I would have deemed as a very close relationship, you and your stepson. Yeah. Before your daughter came along. Um, and I remember talking to you yep. shortly after my daughter was born about how I felt like, oh shoot, I thought I was momming mm -hmm. with my stepdaughter and I thought things were going pretty well. Like I thought things were jiving and you know, I'm doing a pretty good job of this and this is what it is to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And then having my own daughter through my body that I conceived mm -hmm. with my husband, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It was blow this all apart. Yep. And I feel absolutely terrible for having done this to you. But like no. I said to you, oh, sweetie, uh huh. I'm so glad you guys have the relationship you have. Yep. I will be curious to hear what it's yes. like. Um, and I appreciated that. Um, that allowed me to start processing all that because you're right. It's like as soon as that child exited me, I was like, oh, shit, this is a little different. Mm -hmm. And... Just like people say, you know what, you or like you don't know what it's like to be a stepmom until you are a stepmom. You don't know what it's like to have a bio kid until you have a bio kid. Right. You just don't. And you don't get to navigate those two differences within one home mm -hmm. until you truly do. There was nothing that we talked about in our marriage or amongst other friends that could have prepared me for the way that that just... Like it almost was a gut punch when I saw my stepdaughter again after having our daughter and then kind of like watching that relationship grow and change and shift. Mm -hmm. Like what I thought was so wonderful and genuine and, and special mm -hmm. suddenly was shadowed. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I love right. my little girl. Mm -hmm. um, but it definitely was, I mean, it's almost like somebody was upstairs laughing like haha you thought you were momming right. before yeah um it was a big surprise mm -hmm. yeah i think um i i think i yeah i remember talking to you about a because you start to care less about things you cared about mm -hmm. 
I think I remember telling you when my stepson was starting kindergarten, I was hell-bent on making sure that I was the one to get his backpack. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, it was very important. Like, it was a very, like, traditional thing where me and my parents would go out and pick our special backpack and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, I want to instill these traditions with my kids. Right. My stepson was a part of that. I wanted to start the tradition with him. And his mom would, fought us on it. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset about it because I'm like, why did, you know, whatever. It's and the one thing I need. It's the one thing that I want to <laughs> do. Like, I want to have that. And then that, you know, kind of unraveled into, well, how is this going to be like later on? And I want to have traditions with him too. And where's mm-hmm. my place in this? I don't give a fuck about the backpack now. I don't. <laughs> and you and I have talked about this yeah. because we have our own kids now. Mm-hmm. To have these traditions with. Mm-hmm. We will still have our traditions with our stepkids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we are now seeing he'll get that from his mom. Well, and I think that's the big piece of it. Like there's the, and I'm going to say this, but I don't truly mean it. Like kind of the selfish, small piece of myself that wanted to like exert my presence, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. listen, bitch, I can pick out an outfit for her at our house or listen, like we can handle these things mm-hmm. when she's with us. We can establish these traditions. But as I started to really think about it in having my own children, it was, A, those are small things. Like, yeah. really, they're small <laughs> things. Pick your battles, right? And B, like, flip the situation if ever I were the parent of a child that I had to share custody of. Yeah. like. I would be holding on to everything with a yep. death grip. Yeah, it gives you a totally different perspective. It does. Yep. It does. And so, like, shout out to all the bio moms out there that are dealing with a stepmom. Like, mm-hmm. we see you too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I can only ever imagine yep. what that must yep. feel like. I've, I've almost reached out to her because she's been sharing custody 50 50 since he was just under a year old. Yeah. And, to be without him for a week. Mm-hmm. I'm without my daughter for six or seven to eight hours when she's in daycare. And you ache. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, you've changed so much. Yeah. <laughs> like I would, I've, I've almost wanted to reach out to her, but I feel like that would be taking wrong and it'd be condescending or some mm-hmm. shit. But it's like, seriously, like, girl, I don't know how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my husband deals with it too, but... But he has he, a distraction. Th- there's a distraction, and then there's mom, hormone, mom feelings versus True. dad feelings. True. Like maternally, biologically, that shit's there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we've breastfed, so we know what it's like when your baby cries and we're freaking leaking all over right, the place. Right, right, right. <laughs> so there's this like innate thing, and so yeah, I totally. That's well, and and I think. It goes even beyond like the connection that you might have felt as somebody who was breastfeeding their child. I think when you were solely responsible for providing comfort and food in any form and safety for this mm-hmm. tiny little helpless being, whether they are yours, um, truly, I kind of feel like whether they would have been mine biologically or not from that tiny little age, mm-hmm. I think that sets something off. But I also think it is just magnified right. when you've carried that body, mm-hmm. you've carried that small being. Yep. Um, it definitely, yeah, it definitely gives me new perspective for what bio mom goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that there has become just a really, um, just a lot of normalizing, at least in our family around like, 
well, it's Tuesday, so she's with us. And, it, you know, those kinds of things where, right. like, you just get used to a schedule and mm-hmm. um, you eventually get used to not seeing that child every mm-hmm. time. And yeah. I don't think that that makes it easier, but I think right. it just it, makes there's, it bearable. There's a, yeah, I think there's a point of acceptance where mm-hmm. you're like, this is our reality. Show's got to go on. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, was a shift. So kind of backtracking... Um, bringing home baby. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned briefly, you know, about introducing the two of them mm-hmm. and now you have A your third. son. Mm-hmm. So what was that like as mm-hmm. far as here's your new sibling? Yeah. So bringing home our first, um, actually my stepdaughter was, so again, this back to this, like we have a good relationship with mom. She brought my stepdaughter to the hospital when mm-hmm. we were in the hospital um, to meet her little sister and then did the same thing when we had our son to meet her little brother. And so, um, we, and that was really important more so for my husband that like these, this is their sibling. Like we need to foster these relationships and, um, from a from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was all fine and good. But then when we brought baby home, I found myself overly protective Mm -hmm. of my little tiny baby, Mm -hmm. um, with her sister, there were things where it felt like, um, I want to do it for me, myself, whether it was a a stinky diaper or getting her, her binky or, um, you know, feeding her with a bottle or any of those things, I felt pretty, um, almost possessive uh-huh. of like, well, and it's also that, that period of bonding with your baby Yes, where like, that's the instinctual thing. We just opened the door. It's fucking hot in this room. <laughs> so if you hear a fan now, just, yeah, turn up the volume. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, it is a yeah. instinctual. Um, my husband just did a, such a better job of like, we need to include her. Like she needs to feel included to mm. feel like, Mm-hmm. she's not being replaced. Right? right. And you were speaking about this with bio right. mom in your situation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want them to be second. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also, you know, she, my stepdaughter was eight at the time. So she was capable of helping more. Um, but I think I had struggles around a, the safety of it, because mm-hmm. here's this tiny little yep. being who can't mm-hmm. even hold up her head. Also germs, germs. <laughs> right. Um, and on top of it, just like, no, I am her mom. Mm-hmm. I have been around families who had large age gaps in children and oldest child becomes mom-like to younger sure. children. Maternal. This is, mm-hmm. Right. This is my first baby. Heck no, mm-hmm. you are not taking that place. Like mm-hmm. this is my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a whole heck of a lot different when we brought my son home. I think partially because, um, my two daughters had a relationship together and so they right. would go off and distract each other. So it was mm-hmm. great. We're like, yes, big sister, this is exactly the thing we this need. This is why me. we had you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other piece of it too was I'd been through it before. So you're talking about second sure. children, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay. I, I know what to expect. I know what I know, to expect. Yeah. She's two years older, right? right? So she's not eight anymore. She's 10. She's totally, f- she's way more capable of recognizing like what boundaries are sure. and when you need to, pick a baby up or not and all those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, but it definitely was, it definitely caused some strife in our marriage when we brought baby home 
for first baby mm-hmm. and we had these situations arise. Right, because he was advocating for older and you're like, but my baby, th- yeah. Yes, he yep. was He was very much like, oh yeah, I let her do that. And mm-hmm. I would be like, whoa, you didn't check in with me. Sure. And like having to stop myself and recognize like he's the father of both of these children and he has both of their best oh. interests in mind. Sure. Um, and yet, like I'm mom. Mm-hmm. I'm mama bear here mm-hmm. and um, don't you dare let that germy little lady mm-hmm. touch my kid. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that now where, I mean, when we brought home uh, our daughter, I remember cause it was, it was like, okay. So my due date was around when he was starting first grade mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be the one that puts a wrench in his transition into school, like stay in there, baby, until after his first day of school. And then, of course, I was five days late. Mm -hmm. And then so she finally comes. And just the way that it all worked out, my husband and I were able to be at home with our daughter for like four days Mm -hmm. before we got him Mm -hmm. on our like scheduled day. Mm -hmm. So he didn't come to the hospital. We don't have a relationship with bio mom where we would even ask. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, I think I remember she was like, she was aware of my due date. She, she did actually offer like if something, if you go into labor and when you have him, I'm open to, you know, you know, so that was kind of her. <laughs> so we end up getting, <laughs> she says through gritted teeth. Yeah. So I'm home with our baby and my husband goes and gets, um, kiddo from school and brings him home. And so I'm fully prepared. Like I'm in our daughter's room, like holding her. And it was like this, I was like super excited to just have him walk in and it just be this beautiful moment, which it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very kind. He was very sweet. He was very like inquisitive and like, Oh, she's so, I think the first thing that he said to her was he grabbed her little finger and he was like, she's so tiny and I'm like yeah Yeah. and he was like do we need to be quiet and like he was very sweet about it um I remember like there's little pictures which he just looks so little now which is it's like it's only been two years but um it was a very sweet moment and I remember like being so grateful for that just Mm -hmm. like because I feel like he's so unpredictable and he can either say something really really sweet or he'll say something really fucking shitty Mm -hmm. and it'll just like piss me off oh sure like please don't ruin this moment for me right like this is my mom moment i'm i'm i love you i want you to meet your sister so i was trying to be and it went really well but that feeling still happens Mm -hmm. all the time and the question of like okay what's his reaction going to be to this situation yes is it going to go the way that i thought it was yes yeah because he can be a real asshole to her now. Mm-hmm. And my daughter absolutely adores him. Well, yeah, it's big brother. She adores him. She says his name constantly. She, when he leaves, you know, she stands, well, she's used to um, me picking her up and then me going getting him. Mm-hmm. And so she'll look at his empty seat and be like, you know, I'm not going to say, say his, his name, name, say his name, <laughs> say his name, say his name, say his name. And I'm like, yeah, honey, you know, he's, he's with his other mama right now. Yeah. And that's how I explain it, which she's actually starting to say, other mama, Mm -hmm. other mama. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, which she has no idea what the hell that means. Right. And that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that, I mean, we could speak. Yeah. Um, but, (coughs) but yeah, it's getting to the point now where I'm having to, to kind of explain to her or she's being super, super sweet to him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, eh. 
Like she's hi, 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 hi. And I'm like, hey, bud, your sister's saying hi. And he'll be like, hi. And I'm like, hey, that's not very nice. You know, whatever. And it's always dependent upon his mood, his mood, which is unpredictable, which is unpredictable. And he said he has said to buy a mom. He has said to my mother-in-law and to us, you love her more than me or my parents love her more than me. So we've had to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. Um, Cause you know that those feelings are going to come up and you want them to just be like that child's perception. You want to make sure that you're doing your best to like not demonstrate that to the child mm-hmm. because, okay, come on. I have a biological brother and growing up there were plenty of times where I was like, he's the favorite or where he was like, she's the favorite. And there was no favorite. Right. And there was, my right. parents were good about like, there was never mm-hmm. any of that. Mm-hmm. But here, when you have one child full-time and one child part-time, sometimes right. things get different. And funky. you know what? That's interesting because constantly my husband is reminding me, hey, this is a normal sibling thing. Right. And I don't take it that way. Like, I always take it more personally of he doesn't like her, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, um, this is kind of normal for siblings he's to he's got deal a with sibling, this. right? Your husband? Yes. Yes. But and a half sibling. Okay. Okay. <coughs> Well, I think that comes up at our house too, where, um, my two daughters who are eight years apart will fight like they are friends on the playground. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes I'm like, Oh, big sister. Like you're too old for falling for this stuff. Like be the bigger person and walk away or be the bigger person and give her the toy that she's screaming about. And my husband has to kind of not even remind me, just like poke out like, Oh, that's just girls being like, that's sisters. They're right. fighting like, like sisters. They, they pull us out of it because mm-hmm. we take it more personally. Right. Because we feel protective right. of our baby. Well, that <laughs> and because we are like, I think that I have felt the need to put everything that happens with my stepdaughter under a microscope mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I have felt like that's happening to me. Sure. Right. Like, so, Oh, what's her relationship like? And yep. all those things. So that I put that lens on mm-hmm. for my relationship. And instead of seeing, so again, different conversation, but instead of seeing my 10 year old stepdaughter be a turd because she's a preteen to me, right? Like mm-hmm. I look you're at it. You're taking it as she's doing that because you're her stepmom. Right. Which is never, like, turns out not to be the case most of the time. Because then we hear from mom and stepdad and my husband, like, like, she's a turd with him right now, too. It's just a phase. <laughs> right. But I think that it's, it is. It's that reminder that a lot of this is actually really normal. Right. But we have been, I think, so hypersensitive to those relationships mm-hmm. that we don't see it that way. Right. Um, and when we're honest about certain things and saying, yeah, I do love my daughter more than I love my stepson. Because... I didn't carry my stepson for nine months. Mm-hmm. I didn't dream about him in my 20s. Right. I didn't dream about, you know, falling in love with someone and having a baby. I didn't have a baby book for him. Right. I, I didn't pick her name out. I didn't pick her. Yeah. When like I was, I was invested in her yeah. years before I met her. Years before you met her parent. Right. Her, and her so father. it's this whole like thing where. I met him when he was three. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with his dad. Yeah. I, so I feel like if I'm honest in saying stuff like that, I get judged. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, though, how many times it's us judging ourselves. Sure. Absolutely. There are certain things. I mean, we've had these conversations where we say something and we're like, wow, I sound I'm like a, a bitch. fucking asshole. 
<laughs> but it's you know that it, that's real and and I mean that's why I mean side note but like that's why Gannett and I started this shit because mm-hmm. it's like we know that there are people who feel the way that we do and don't get the voice right they don't have the voice they don't have the recognition they don't they're not being seen they're not being acknowledged they like, don't have the girl, tribe <laughs> I freaking see you yeah you are not alone yeah <laughs> and and the what you're feeling falls on the spectrum of normal. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it would be wonderful if we could all be absolutely 100% loving with all of our children, regardless of where they came from, be accepting Mm -hmm. of their Mm -hmm. biological parents or Mm -hmm. their other parental figures. But for some of us, that's just not how things are, are in there. And it's okay whether you're on the left or the right of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's a thing that we forget sometimes. Yeah. I think just, I mean, motherhood in general, there's always going to be judgment. There's always going to be, well, you should do it this way. There's always going to be, how, how could you have done it? How could you say that? Stepmotherhood is even more under the microscope mm-hmm. you're speaking of. And then it's, <clears throat> there are going to be, situ- every situation is different. There mm-hmm. are going to be situations where you absolutely 100% love your stepchild. Don't see them any different than your sure. biological kids. Maybe you have a really good relationship with the bio parent. Maybe you have a really good relationship with the stepkid and they are well adjusted and they are, you know, all those things. That's not my case. Right. So there are so many neg- negative things that kind of taint my experience yeah. that I have to sift through day to day and navigate with then the beauty of my life. Right. Where it's like, yes, I have this beautiful daughter. I have this amazing stepson who has his issues, but he is sweet and he is smart and he is all these, he's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I have to deal with his, all these, you know, whatever, like I can see the positive, right? but for fuck's sake, I can complain and be happy at the same time. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. No, no. And I think, um, the other piece of that too, is that when we are parenting those stepchildren, like for me at least, I have to think about everything that comes out of my mouth. I have to think about everything that um, I say, I do, Mm -hmm. I give, I take, all of those things. With my biological children, that stuff just comes. And it's so easy and so natural that I sometimes feel guilty about that. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, no, 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 but this is the kind of parent I want to be. Like I'm parenting this child to the very best of my ability um, my stepchild, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm parenting my biological children the way that I want to mother. Mm-hmm. Like that, those two stark differences for me are real uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find myself oftentimes with my stepdaughter saying or doing in a way that I'm like, Ooh, that does not sound good. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. That's not how I want to be. That's not the wife that my husband married, like all these things. Mm-hmm. And why is that, right? Like, what's the difference? Because I don't think it only comes down to biology. Like, I think a lot of it, when we're getting right down to the nuts and bolts of it, like, I am not the only influence on this child. Yeah. And so, for better or worse, she goes to mom's house, and they have different emphasis. They have different rules. They have different, mm-hmm. um, you know, approaches, things, approaches different. different things that they're stressing, mm-hmm. different things they're working on, different um, ways that they say yes to situations and mm-hmm. ways that we have to say no to situations right. because we have other children in our home. And, and typical kids have to deal with that just with mom and dad. True. When you have blended families, yes. you've got 
possibly four, depending upon if there's like extended family, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, whatever. You've got multiple like uh, strat or techniques, parenting, oh yeah, you know, styles coming at you, and for a kid that's hard to navigate, right? And and so when they come to you after their visit with their other family, those things are what show. Like that's yep. what comes through on the surface. And mm-hmm. so then it's like, okay, so we're starting again at ground zero because... Mm-hmm. That's not how you ask for something when you're here. That's not how you here. ask for something. Mm-hmm. Um, we expect this as your bedtime routine. We're mm-hmm. at mom's house. It's like totally, completely different. Right. And in a perfect world, sure, there would be consistency in both homes. Oh, sure. But that's a perfect world. Well, and I think that nobody, nobody's looking at this and saying, well, I'm better right i'm better i'm worse but at the same time like we do what works for our family Mm -hmm. they do what works for their family and they're not the same Mm -hmm. and it's not our space to say you have to do this differently right right yeah sure it would probably help transitions a lot right but they could argue just the same thing so i do find like in that lack of control of how my stepdaughter is being raised and treated and um what's being made priority for her at her other house i look for things to control when she comes to our house absolutely and so i micromanage yep and i nitpick and i get real fucking pissed off when um i've asked her six times for something and it still hasn't happened right and i think which is very typical for a 10 year old it's super typical for a 10 year old (laughs) um you know there's a lot of times when we have like for example we had a swimsuit stuck in her backpack for five days because she didn't unpack her backpack was it wet it was wet oh no it was so gross because the rule at our house is you walk in the back door it comes everything comes out of your backpack well Mm. she had been in mom's for three days Mm. and then came to our house didn't use her backpack in the middle and so it was freaking disgusting and i'm i'm super peeved at her i'm super irritated but at the same time like it's part of the parental system that right. she belongs to. Yep. Back to that whole like second guessing everything. Like it's back to the comparison, you know? I mean, this is what's so hard about step parenting. And then on top of having an ours baby in the mix, it's I know how I want to parent my child. I know what I, what will fly in my home. I want to have control over how my home operates mm-hmm. And in our, well, your 50-50 is different than our 50-50. True. Your weeks are broken up. Yes. We go Monday to Monday. You have alternating weekends. Yeah, we do a 2 two, five, five. Yeah. So. Um, I'm rolling my eyes over here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the 50-50 for us, it's like 50% of the time, you know, we are just a family of three and we have our daughter and we get home and things are really lax and things are like oh, do you want to go play outside, play in your pretty playhouse? Do you want to blow bubbles? She drives it. Yeah. And then when we have him, it's like, okay. And this, I mean, it's not really a complaint. It's just a shift in how our family functions week to week. Mm -hmm. So I am higher stress when we have Mm -hmm. him because it's like, boom, I have two kids I have to get home, make sure the backpack is unpacked, mm-hmm. lunchbox is cleaned out, right. everything's thrown away. Do you have any homework? Do you, you know, what do you need to do? Okay, and then, you know, all, all these things while also caring for my daughter, who's very used to at this point being the only one. Right. So she wants me to hold her the entire right. time because she's not getting the attention. So oftentimes I wear her like a backpack. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, when is my husband going to get home? Right. Because 
hey, I'm the stepmom that picks up both kids at the end of the day and oftentimes gets both kids fed and ready for bed before right. my husband gets home. Right. Super mom. Hence resentment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think um, when you have two children in different life stages, that's mm-hmm. also even more evident. So your stepson and mm-hmm. my stepdaughter are both school age. Right. Um, and so they come with things like activities and backpacks and lunches and homework homework and And, um i can't just pick out so in our house i can't just pick out your clothes for you and it's fine anymore like there's that and there's um opinions Uh because at this point in their lives they have opinions and it's not just i throw myself on the floor because i'm not getting right like our toddlers like our toddlers where you can kind of like manipulate them back into Uh like can you sit in your chair um (laughs) with with these kids there's you know there's a responsibility that they hold Mm -hmm. and then it's our responsibility to hold them to it Mm -hmm. um you know our daughter we do a nighttime routine where she is given a timer and she's given a list of things to do right Mm -hmm. um I get irritated pretty darn quickly if she's not focused and she's not Mm. moving through things because that's been an issue at our house. But at the same time, like there's that micromanaging piece of like my husband (laughs) regularly is like, it's not worth the stress to me. And I'm like, yeah, I can't be in the same room because I will focus on it. And that's, we talk about boundary setting a lot, especially on our, um, on our Instagram, uh, as far as like, when the appropriate times are to remove yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like since having an ours baby, I've gotten a lot better, better Mm -hmm. at being like, you know what? This is shit. I don't want to deal with. So, Hey dad, tag team. Yeah. You're in. Yeah. You know, when my stepson decided to shit in his room and drag his ass across the bedroom floor, like a dog. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to our episode license shit. But yeah, that's a situation where I'm like, hey, I'm going to go deal with our toddler who's still in diapers. Yeah. Um, if you want to deal with our eight-year-old no, who's still in diapers. Yep. So that's when I went, you, you have to just draw the line yeah. and it's like, you know what? I'm not going, I'm not going to bark at this one. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to walk away. Mm-hmm. And that's the self-preservation. And then I've decided like, okay, well maybe later on I'll come back to it and I'll have a conversation with him when I'm not pissed off. Pissed off. Hot. And we'll talk about it. Because yeah. it's like, I have to think, what do I value here? Is it, I mean, the shitting aside, a different situation, let's pick. You know, <clears throat> like, what do I value here? Do I value, you know, he needs to listen to us when we ask him to do something? Do I value, like, what am I, what am I, am I not feeling respected? Mm-hmm. Am I fighting for, you need to respect my role as a stepmom? Which I often don't fight with because of what I said earlier, as far as he doesn't see me as That's different. different. He call, you know, he, he even refers to his mom as her first name when he's in our home. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how weird it is. Yeah. Like, no, my, her name, mama. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's very different. Um, so, yeah, I think having an ours baby, it's been like, I've gotten a lot better mm-hmm. at being like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go cuddle with my daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would be curious to hear from you. Like when you're handing that over, you kind of have to let go of it. Right. And so if you have a different parenting style yep. than your husband, yep. like, Oh, you bring up, you bring up a good thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing at our house is, um, 
back to a little bit what you're talking about, like when you were talking about setting traditions and you want the same thing for your stepson as you want for your other children in your home. Like I, I feel that. And I also feel like I want the same rules, right? So Mm -hmm. if I hold my daughter and my son to this standard, I don't feel comfortable not holding my stepdaughter to that standard. All of that said, like I definitely am more of a rule setter and a I see things a lot more black and white than my husband does. He's totally, he, I think he's more comfortable with the gray area than I am. Um, especially when it comes to our stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. And so I will hesitate to give up to him those sticky situations because he might not handle it handle the way it the I way would that you would. It. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that totally happens. Um, my husband, we all, I would say, Oh, I'm not going to blanket statement, but we often pull from what we know, mm-hmm. right? So we try, we often begin to parent like we were parented. Right. And if that doesn't fly well for you or you want to change or whatever, you, you shift to something different. So my husband parents like his father parented, which was not always the healthiest of situations. So sometimes his immediate response is to be more authoritative as what are you doing? Don't do that. We'll stop crying. Mm-hmm. You know, all these sort of things. I'm a social worker. I'm all about feelings. I'm mm-hmm. all about talking feelings. I'm all about identifying feelings. Why do you feel that way? On our refrigerator at home, I have a chart that I made myself and it says, I feel blank when blank mm-hmm. because blank. Um, and I need blank. Mm-hmm. So that is how the extent of, you know, so when something happens with my stepson where he's very, like, he's upset about something, he, you know, freaks out and cries, and this is actually very often, um, unfortunately, if my husband tries to take care of it, it it's like, what are you doing? Stop crying. What, you know, what, you know, you don't Uh need to do that. Calm down. And I'm like, babe, in the history of anyone ever saying calm down, no one has ever fucking calmed down. Take a deep breath. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that's not gonna, that's not gonna work. And my stepson responds better to me than my husband for that reason. Yeah. Because I get down on his level. Mm-hmm. I say, buddy, what's going on with you right now? Tell me how you're feeling. Do you need a hug? Tell me what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to answer your question, when I feel like that's gonna be the outcome, or when that's in the brewing, yeah. I don't step back. Yeah. Um, If it's already happened and I'm intervening or whatever, um, I will say to my husband's defense, he has done a really good job of identifying, hey, I don't want to parent this way. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to. So he's often looked to me like, how could I have handled that better? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. That's really healthy. Um, Kind of similar to like what you've said, like, hey, once the kids go to bed, like, let's chat about what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he's gotten a lot better. And having a daughter changes things. Yeah. So my husband had a son, and now he has a daughter. And I told him, hey, we're having a girl. Your shit's going to change. And he was like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm a hard, tough guy. My husband is bald and bearded and tattooed, and he looks super aggressive, but he's and all he squishy in the, the inside. minute your daughter gets yeah. uh, in the room. Yeah. So, and then that's the tension right now where he'll respond to my stepson in a certain way. And I go, because before we had our baby, 
I would kind of let things slide. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what? That's his kid. You know, he's going to parent his way. It's not really doing. my place. I'm going to, you know, I was kind of like feeling it out. Now that we have her, I'm like, uh-uh. Sorry, that's not going to happen. That's It's not going to happen that way. I, we need to figure something else out because... <coughs> sorry. Um, because not only do I not want you treating our daughter like that, right. I don't want our daughter seeing you do that to her brother. Right, right. Because of all these reasons. Well, so. there's a lot of dynamics in there that won't <coughs> won't play out the way that you would hope it would right. if that's the situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, that has actually been a stopper for me. I don't want my kids to ever see me treating their sister in a way that I wouldn't treat them. Right. And so yep. sometimes that's the my gut check, my reality check sure. is I'm having an issue with this, with this child, and... I got to I got to get myself back off this back in the right spot because if my daughter were ever to say mommy right oh my gosh right that would be awful right and and I love my stepdaughter I mm-hmm. like uh, for that reason in addition like I'm going to do my best right yep. but if I find myself like just frustrated beyond belief and the words that have come out aren't great right mm-hmm we got to stop. We got to apologize. We got to back up. Hey, sweetheart, I lost my cool. Right. And I shouldn't have, this is what mm-hmm. I should have done instead. I also think, you know, we're, we're teaching our kids how to handle those situations because yep. we're all going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just going to learn it all from me and the rest of her parents are so chill. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, I feel like that all the time where I'm like, am I the only one teaching this lesson? Because mm-hmm. it'd be really helpful if I got a help from other people. Yep. <sighs> yep. Okay. So um, <clears throat> let's kind of answer these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we got how bio mom treats our ours baby. Mm. So I'll I'll answer that. So bio mom has uh, interacted with my daughter mainly at like um, our teacher conferences or you know whenever we have to meet for our kiddo and we bring our daughter along. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it rolls. Um, I will, she sometimes seems irritated. She always like engages with her in some way of like, oh, you've gotten so big or whatever, whatever. Um, at my stepson's birthday party, like two years ago. So my daughter was only, she was tiny, tiny. Yeah. She was five or six, not even six months old. Um, my, uh, this is the weird birth party. My mom was holding my daughter. So my mom got to meet bio mom, which is the first mm-hmm. time, which was just super fun. Um, so I'm really close with my mom. So <laughs> my mom was just like, Oh my God, I finally got to meet her. What? Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom was holding my daughter and she like reached out and like touched my daughter's hand. And it was just weird. Like, Oh, you're, you're touching my kid right now. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. This is weird. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but for the most part, they don't really interact that much. No. Nope. We have, because our um, co-parenting relationship is super cohesive. Because um, you guys even live close together. We live close together. Um, we've always lived at least in the same city. Um, but right now we live closer than we've ever lived before. Um, and because we go to the same things, like anything that my stepdaughter has function-wise we're all at mm-hmm. um so of course if me and my husband are there our kids are there too mm-hmm. and um 
both mom and stepdad acknowledge her, acknowledge both of our kids, um, talk to them. Um, they will, for a long time, because I, I um, coach one of my, I coach my daughter's sports team. And so when we would all be together, sometimes my daughter would go off with her mom. Oh. With, with, sorry, my biological daughter uh-huh. would go off with my stepdaughter's mom. Wow. To go play on the playground or do whatever. Uh-huh. And so you're trusting bio mom to take care of your daughter in those moments. So funny situation. I'm not the one that handed over the, the, the oh. time because my um, husband would have been on the sidelines. I'm focusing on the game. Right. But at the same time, like um, we have what I feel is um, a very understanding relationship. That said, there have been times when out of the kindness that she has, um, bio mom has said things like, oh, well, you know, oh, so when we were pregnant with our son, if, if the time comes and you need a place for your daughter, besides oh. your, uh, besi- if you need the place for besides both of the them, grandparents or something, we'll, we'd be happy to take them both or, um, Hey, would, um, bio would, would, we're trying not to say names, Try not to say names. But basically, like, <laughs> would she like to come over with, with her, sister? her sister and play in the backyard? Mm. Or, um, hey, if ever you guys need a sitter, like, let us know. Mm. They um, have both, both um, bio mom and stepdad have multiple times held both of our children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes those boundaries feel a little uncomfortable to right. me. And I have to kind of look back at myself and like, what is it about this that's uncomfortable? Sure. Because and does your husband feel any, any, is it only you that's responding no, to this? No, does I think sometimes weird? he's like, uh, we would never send, like, we would never call them up if we needed a babysitter. Like that right. would never be our first second, third, 18th choice. But at the same time, like I think a, it's her way of staying involved in her daughter's life because Mm -hmm. it's her daughter's siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, B, I think she's really just trying to be kind Mm -hmm. and understanding. Mm -hmm. And she is trying to show her daughter too. Like I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like there's nothing you should feel like you have to hide from me because I'm not a part of it. So let me make myself. There's no animosity here. Yeah. Right. See, I feel like there has to be a happy medium because I would feel very similarly to how you feel if I were in that situation. I'm not quite content with my situation because I wish bio mom was a little bit more like, I don't know, like cooperative, cooperative, of course. Um, but as far as like, like we got lots of questions about um, how to develop a sibling relationship. And like I was saying, my daughter doesn't see her brother half the time. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that, you know, you wanted to have a second baby was for them to have a a true, like 100% all the time, all the time sibling. And I've been talking to my husband about that too, because I don't know if the door is completely shut on us going for another baby that is a huge, huge reason why I want to, because it's, yeah, I, I want it to, I want it to be effortless Mm -hmm. and I don't want her to be lonely. I don't want her to have to, you know, all these things. Right. But to go back to like, yeah, if my situation was a little different, like, would you still feel that way? Yeah. 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 I think, um, it has been helpful to have, a decent relationship, a better than decent relationship with our co-parents in this situation to help foster the relationship between Mm -hmm. our stepdaughter and our other children. Um, I think 
you know, you were talking earlier about you guys don't do a lot of moving schedules around if something's right. scheduled, and we do. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I have to be coaxed. Sure. <laughs> Admittedly, mm-hmm. um, you know, our daughter turned two this mm-hmm. last year, and her actual birthday fell um, on a day that we didn't have her sister. And I was kind of like, whatever, we're going to have a birthday party. She's coming to the birthday party. Like Mm -hmm. that's a thing, right? Um, she was bummed to think that she wasn't going to see her sister on her actual birthday. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, "Eh, it's one day, but at the same time, like really stopping and checking in with myself, like this was part of their relationship and this was important to her. Mm -hmm. And Someday it's going to be important to my kid. Yeah. My other children, excuse yeah. me. Um, so really, like, I've had to really step back and be like, leave your right. shit behind. Yep. Um, what's going to be best for, yep. for their relationship, for my stepdaughter? Because I don't want her to grow up not wanting a relationship with her father because she doesn't have a good relationship with her family. That would break my heart because I knew it would break his, sure. right? Yep. But I also don't want my kids growing up having any kind of uncomfortable or unhappy relationship with their sister because right. of that or right. because of something I did. Right. There's so much to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of in the similar situation right now with um, planning my daughter's birthday because she's turning two. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first birthday, I said it didn't fall on a week that we had uh our son Mm -hmm. um and so i didn't fight for him to come to her party because one she's turning one right it's gonna be boring as hell right for a seven-year-old like he's not gonna be interested but now i'm like well would it be fun for him so i think i'm gonna ask him this year like Mm -hmm. Hey, would you want to come to your sister's birthday party? Right. I know he's going to ask if so and so is going to call his friends, or, right. and I'm going to be like, no, buddy, because it's because it's you know, her day. It's it's her birthday party, so she's going to have her friends there. But if you want to come over, mm-hmm. we can ask your mom. Like, I think I'm, you know, because yeah, yeah eventually, when we're not having the birthday parties at our house, right, and we have it, we're having it at more fun places like a trampoline park or right. some shit. Like, yeah, well, totally, but. I'm honestly thinking about him and being like, you're not going to have any fun anyway. Right. But especially, I will say selfishly for my daughter's first birthday, I was like, I don't want to have to try and wrangle him and wrangle you yeah. and like worry about, cause I know what he would be like. He'd uh-huh. be like, this is boring. Like there's not anything for me. I don't have any of my friends here. And yeah. I'd be like, this isn't about you. You right. selfish. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, and we, I think we, at certain points in my stepdaughter's life, have dealt with that too, around like, listen, you don't get to hover over your sibling and try and open all their gifts and try and, Mm -hmm. and this is going to sound silly, but like try and steal the show because it's their Mm -hmm. day, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a little girl who has been an only child for eight years Mm -hmm. and there's never been a time when she wasn't the focus. And so it's been truly, I think, a a really huge transition for everyone. Yeah. Okay, um, we talked about, I'm looking over our list here. Um, so questions, more questions. Uh, we got asked, did the step kids talk about mom and dad while we were pregnant? Uh, I think both of us said no to that. No, I think um, we were so far removed from when mom and dad were together yeah. that it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, yeah, both our step kids were super young, so they, they didn't have any, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, ways to make sure you aren't making husband feel guilty. Mm. Uh, that, I think that's for an, a different episode. <laughs> but um, I, so I wonder if your listener is talking about like dedicating more time to a child that you two share than a child sure. that comes in and out. And I know that that has come up at our house. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of that is solved by saving events for when we have both kids sure. or like yeah. making sure things are fair and mm-hmm. um, it's tough. Yeah, I think um, especially in the past couple months, my husband and I have made more of an effort to when we have our step kiddo to my step kiddo, his son, um, to have them to have equal like um, to have him go off with um him and go to a movie or do something go with two of them. go play putt putt golf or do something together and then he'll also want to have something separate with just me mm-hmm. and not my daughter mm-hmm. which i it took me it sounds stupid but it took me a little bit to even realize that that might be a need for him because mm-hmm. just like any sibling who's just got a sibling like i once had your full attention and now i don't, now I don't. and i don't realize that because i minimize my role because the society has minimized my role but I look at my stepson, he doesn't see me like that. Right. And so I'm like, oh, crap, you do just want my attention. You do just want to do things with me. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, plan that. So, yeah. Um, we did talk a little bit about cultivating step-sibling stuff, um, or sibling stuff. I do want to note one thing that I, um, I recently did that I want to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know what my problem is lately. <laughs> This is kind of a side note, but it's going to go into my point. I have been doing like late night shopping oh, no. on my phone. Oh, I no. used to do this when I was breastfeeding, uh-huh. like in the middle of the night because I'm up night. at like 2.30 a.m. But then, and then you, like, you made an effort to leave your phone I behind. did. I remember that. But now I'm like, my husband falls asleep quicker than I do. I'm like, my mind's not turned off yet. I'm just going to browse Instagram or whatever. And I find these fucking ads, and I'm like, oh, I think I need to buy that. Uh-oh. So a couple, <laughs> this was last weekend, I wake up, and I, it was like a hangover where I'm like, what did I Are do? Are you sleep shopping? I'm sleep shopping. <laughs> so I woke up, and I'm like, did I buy shit last night? So I looked through my email, sure fucking enough. Oh, gosh. I tell my husband, I'm like, so I did a thing. <laughs> what did you get? So I've got two things. I have reasons for both of them. Sure okay? you do. Hang with me here. I can rationalize any purchase. Uh-huh. So the first one is for my daughter. So it's her second birthday coming up. I got her this because I love personalized shit. Mm. She has her personalized blanket that I'm, I rationalize she's going to have for the rest of her life. She's right. going to take it to fucking college. Yep. You know. So anyway, I got and this. she's not going to get made fun of because it's just that cool. Exactly. Um, so there's this personalized birthday book that I want to read to her every birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's her name. And for each letter, it has a different uh, animal. Oh. And it goes through it. And it's like, oh, you know, whatever. Says happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. All these things. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cute. So I did like a little personalization for her, for me and Dada. Oh, my gosh. And all this stuff. So that was my first purchase. The second purchase was for my stepson, and it's for siblings. Oh. So it's a little book for siblings, and it's a sibling adventure book. So you pick these adventures. Like, you get to choose which adventures you want. And so you get to uh, illustrate or, like, create what they look like. Yeah. 
So I made uh, him... Like, like a bitmoji, but for kiddos. Yes. I made him look like him, and I had the hardest time on my daughter's hair because I'm like, I don't know what color her fucking hair is. It changes every day. But I went with blonde. Um, ugh. And so I made them look like each other, and then I picked them... So it's for him mm-hmm. because I want him to feel connected with his sister. Yeah. And I want to read it at night, and, yeah. and I want him to see her... Because sometimes I feel like he sees her more as like a burden and like, oh, she's here. She's going to knock down my blocks. Like she whatever. takes so much time. She, yeah. All this yeah. stuff. Um, but it's been actually really cute lately. I will note because he's noticing because he doesn't see her for a week mm-hmm. and she changes a lot during the week too. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get him and he'll be like, um, mom, like how many words does she say now? She's talking a lot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. she is. Huh, bud? Like, what is she saying? Like, he'll be like, what she says like all these th- you know whatever so anyway i bought this book for him they'll have it forever yeah it's to, c- to create a sibling bond and have him see her as someone fun to play with mm-hmm. and all that so very cute yeah i'm like definitely gonna get the the links from you after yes <laughs> like, if you're oh, interested yes. in the links to this book DM me and I will send them to you. Yes. Um, and I will probably share them on my stories when I get them, mm-hmm. which I think the birthday one is in the mail. Hey. On its way. Yes. Yeah. Um, is there anything we didn't cover? I mean, I feel like, I feel like we talked a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are about an hour and a half into this, which Holy is moly. fantastic. <laughs> I mean, this is what, this is friendship, man. Yeah. Friendship and wine. Yes. Always a good time. Mm-hmm. Always a good time. Um, so we're going to end it here. If you have any questions for us, um, for myself or for Holly, you can DM us and I will make sure Holly gets the message. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.